Hello, and welcome to the Rothwell Center for Teaching and Learning Excellence podcast. Our mission here at RCTLE is to empower faculty members in their pursuit of professional growth through diverse offerings for the universal goal of student success. Each month, we hope to bring you a new episode that offers insight into best teaching practices, new resources, and interesting people here at Embry-Riddle Worldwide. We hope you will find our show to be helpful and enlightening. Happy listening. Today, I'm speaking with the Executive Director of the Rothwell Center for Teaching and Learning Excellence, Dr. John Bokanugan, and my boss. How are you today, John? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good, hanging in there. So first I just wanna talk a little bit about your background. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up at Embry-Riddle? Sure, so my father was in the military. So I was actually born in Kailua, Hawaii and worked our way west or east, I'm sorry. I've lived in California, Nevada, Washington, Arizona, Oklahoma, Missouri, Florida, Virginia. So I had a great opportunity to see the country and experience a lot of different uh, cultures in the United States and really enjoyed a lot of that. I graduated high school in a small town in Missouri. I ended up doing my bachelor's at the University of Arizona. I was originally an astronomy major, which University of Arizona is is the uh, astronomy capital of the world. Um, There's so many different things that go on, the different telescopes and the different mirror developments and stuff. And I, I... Enjoyed that very much. About two years into the program, I realized that uh, math was not my strong suit. And so I needed to find another passion. And history and politics was a big passion of mine. And so I switched over to political science and had a wonderful experience there. Finished that up. And as I mentioned before, my father was in the military and he had moved from Missouri to Florida. And I went out to uh, Pensacola, where he was at, for Walton Beach, and uh, fell in love with the area and decided to do my master's there at Troy State. We had an extension uh, from their Alabama campus in Fort Walton. So I did my master's in international relations and had an opportunity for, uh, to move to Washington, D.C. My college roommate uh, was working there as an architect and needed a roommate again. And I always wanted you know, an opportunity to work in D.C. And so I had an opportunity to work for two nonprofit educational foundations and enjoyed my time there so much. D.C. is a very unique area. The Life inside the Beltway is different than life outside the Beltway, but I enjoyed the cultural uh, events. Going out to the embassies and doing their embassy events uh, is, is amazing. The National Geographic Center has, they did these wonderful events where they would focus on you know a country. So you got to go and meet people there and taste their food and stuff. So I enjoyed that. My mother became ill, and so my father needed some assistance, so I moved back to Florida, and so I continued my studies and ended up working at the University of Florida for 13 years at different departments, and in the last department I was in, my supervisor, who was a wonderful mentor, pushed me to finish my degree. So I finished my PhD in education leadership with the emphasis of online learning. And so after spending 13 years at UF, my supervisor was like, okay, young little bird, it's time for you to leave the nest. And I'm like, no, I don't want to leave. He's like, no, you must move forward. And so I had an opportunity to move to Oklahoma. And so I worked for the University of Oklahoma for five years, which was wonderful. A great experience to be back in the Midwest, to deal with the tornadoes and all of that. 
uh, was was very challenging, but a great, wonderful community. And being an online there, knowing the reputation that Ambry Riddle had for being number one or number two in online education, I wanted to be part of the bet. And so when an opportunity came to apply for this position, I applied and you know they interviewed and I received the job. And so here we are almost a year later. And I think we as an as a institution has grown so much. And I'm excited that the experiences that I've had and, and the knowledge I get to bring to not only to, you know, CTLE, but to worldwide and to Ambry Riddle itself. So that's kind of a nutshell of where I started and where I'm at. Yeah, I think that that's a great story. And it shows that you definitely have a strong background in education, you know, working at UF and the University of Oklahoma. Um, at the University of Oklahoma, you were the director of academic technology, academic technology. That's what I thought. And now you've kind of transitioned. We obviously have academic technology over here, but you're in charge of RCTLE, which is very pedagogy based. We're doing research. We're here to help support teachers. So it's kind of a transition. We're not really focusing 100% on technology, but why would you say that you are passionate about this part of education? The last job that I had at UF, I was the manager of the training for the university. So it was my job and my team's job to train all of the faculty on how to use the learning management system. And then, you know, kind of a lot of what we're doing here, what our faculty developers do, uh, providing support and assistance with faculty. So I had experience in that. And I think the flip side of living in the IT world for five years in academic technology really gave me a good, strong understanding of a good balance. And knowing any institution that has a Center for Teaching and Learning Excellence, it is a organization that's designed to provide that extra support for that faculty, to provide that professional development for that faculty. So I think all of the experience I had working in D.C., working for U.S., working for OU, set it up where coming to, to Amber Riddle and then you know, taking on this particular job is going to allow us to grow. And so you know, my passion is always teaching. I've always enjoyed teaching. I've always working with students, uh, working with faculty. And I think that pitching my, my, my wagon on the stars of online education was probably the smartest thing I did just because of here we are today when we're dealing with COVID-19 and we're dealing with a lot of online learning. The experience I've had, what works, what doesn't work, what technologies work and what doesn't work, I think is very important. And I think that's where the chancellor has seen the value in, in me and I think and what our unit can do because we've been able to not only support the mission of Worldwide, but we're also supporting the mission of the residential campuses around the world. And uh, and that's that's exciting. It's important. And I, I believe in my team. I think our, we have got a great team with a vast experience that they have in different areas. We're that unit. Everything come together. You know, like it's, it's fate. It's what, you know, however you want to look at it, you know, getting the right people at the right time and making the right choices. We're here. And the passion, and you can hear the excitement in my voice, you know, of what we're going to be able to do and how we're already helping people understand the difference between teaching face-to-face -face and teaching online. And we're already seeing those success take place. 
you're right. There's definitely like an inherently technological piece in online education. So definitely some well-rounded experience there. But this has been, so it's been almost a year since you have taken over RCTLE. So now that we're almost a year in, what is your vision for RCTLE moving forward? Well, we're still trying to set at the foundation. When I got here, RCTLE had faculty quality managers and your faculty developers. Uh, they were just starting to figure out how to work with the colleges and how we were going to merge that, you know, and how we've set up a, I think, a successful process now with team leads, with representatives from quality managers and developers in this team working, representing a college We've seen that already be successful and, and how the colleges have really appreciated that. So finally, you know, there's, there's one little more element that I feel that we're, we're needing to finalize, and that's the data side of all of this. We need to be able to start to show the numbers of, this is the amount of, you know, not just, oh, we trained 62 people or we had 15 uh, events this year. There's more to that. There's more of how many hours are faculty developers putting towards supporting faculty and then how much of that is enhancement for the faculty who ultimately is going to make the student experience that much better. So part of me is trying to finalize that, how we're working our, our data side, but looking towards the future, this is a great time for us because of COVID-19, because the separation between residential teaching and online teaching had been very strong. Now, when the spring of 2020 happened and residential campuses were uh, required to pivot and move to a remote learning, uh, a lot of the things that we do that we take for granted in worldwide, since we teach online, most of it uh, was easy for us to work with and easy for us to teach and start working with the residential faculty. Because there has been so much positive response from the residential campuses, the chancellor actually has put together a new task force with all of the deans and with the executive director of academic technology, the executive director of instructional design, and then uh, me, where the eight of us are now looking at the future. What is the future of worldwide? How can we help not only worldwide, but Embry-Riddle towards a more balanced, a more hybrid experience for our students? So when we can return to the classroom, which we are having very good success with our summer program right now, that with the fall and possibly spring of 21, we will be able to not only teach face-to-face, but have that hybrid availability where a faculty member can teach one day a week and then maybe two days a week the students are doing the work online, or maybe that's reversed, or, or however that balance will work out. But this is great for us because this is a chance for us to shine. This is a chance for us to say, hey, we want to work with the faculty. We know that there are a lot of faculty members that have a passion of, I want to teach more than what is being presented. And so we are going to have the ability to take what they want to do, work with it with our faculty developers and our faculty quality managers, so that when they get to the point of working with instructional design, they already know what can and cannot happen. 
they already know how they want to revise their course or even develop a new course. And then working with instructional design, we're going to be able to take that to the next step. What I wanted to say about that is, you know, oftentimes dark situations such as the coronavirus lead to innovative thinking because we can't do things the way that we have always done them before. So our vision for our CTLE might have been a lot different in January or February, but because of the circumstances, we've really been shown a lot of different opportunities and different niches for us to kind of exceed and help and support and really show our value here at the university. So I think that that's a really great point to make. You know, it was kind of a wrench in the plan, but not necessarily all terrible in terms of where we're going as a team and where we're going as a university. So based on all of that, what are you most proud of accomplishing within this first year? Well, I'm going to answer that two ways. Uh, the, the first answer is going to be, I think I'm very proud of during this past year is rebuilding the team and building, tearing down any barriers that may have been there previously. And that the cooperation and the the friendship the that we all now have, I think is stronger now as a unit, which allows us to do more than I think has happened in the past. Because of that, I would say the development of our ITGR training is probably the most thing I, important thing I feel proud of. I feel proud of that because I think it's the first real training that RCTLE was able to do as RCTLE, not this is what developers did before, this is what FQMs did before, this was a true mesh of our talent, rethinking how we want to teach or how we want to onboard faculty. Because, I mean, that's the most important thing that we do is a new faculty member is hired. We're their first real introduction to Ambry Riddle, you know, how they interact, how they're going to be working with the students, how they're going to be working with other departments really hinges on how we do our job. And so I'm very proud of how we've been able to take ITGR, how we've been able to simplify it, but that gives the faculty members so much information and, and the contact and the contact time that we do. You know, that the biggest change was the concept of this isn't just a 15 hour class you take and it's done. I mean, ITGR, there is, it's more than that. It's the training. It's the introduction that takes place. It's the training that is given, but it doesn't end there. It's continuous. It's this lifelong learning part that I think is really what people have enjoyed about this now that we've been running it for six, seven months now, is that as a first-time instructor for us, we're going to be working with you in week one of your class, week two of your class, week three, you know, week four. You know, we're going to ask surveys. We're going to get some feedback from them. These are things that normally don't happen in other institutions. Normally, if they're thrown into the swimming pool and you either sink or swim. And I think that's what makes this unique. I think it's what makes our, our training unique or what's what makes the program so unique. So that's what I'm really proud of. I'm really excited about is that we're able to take this new idea. The university has embraced it so much that it is still, you know, the chancellor talks about that. He, re he makes so many references to how we as RCTLE, we touch almost every faculty every single term. And so by giving them the training and giving them 
the skills to first succeed and then carry on further, that to me is wonderful. And that's the foundation that we needed to build proved that it worked because when we had to have residential faculty members switch over to teaching online or remote, what did we do? We uh, we manipulated and created a, a mini version of our ITGR. We had a lot of the faculty members take the course and it helped them get through that spring term. That's amazing. you know. And again, we get so much positive feedback from the university president, from the chancellor, from the provost, that's exciting. And, and, I, and I think that's what's going to continue us the next year, the next five years and further building that relationship and building that trust. For those who don't know, which I mean, most people should know, but ITGR is the initial training course that our instructors either go through when they have first entered the university to teach or they take it every two years. Right. A recurrent training because of the success of ITGR, the chancellor has said we need to develop a reoccurrent training every year that emphasizes any changes that may have taken place administratively, any changes that may have taken place technology-wise, or any changes that may have taken place in the, the pedagogical side of teaching. And so that's the new course that we're developing that we hope to go live in January so that since ITGR started in January of 2020, with 2021, our recurrent training will happen and our faculty will start getting used to this process. And this definitely, ITTR was a huge undertaking. We had FACD before you had taken on the team. And while, you know, there's obviously great information within FACD, ITTR has definitely streamlined the process and made it a lot more simple for faculty members to go through. So I think that that is definitely a huge mark that we've made here at the university. So what are some things that you expected to accomplish this year, but ultimately had to pivot from? Well, I think it's, you know, I'm still wet behind the ears in trying to understand the the culture of Amber Riddle and trying to understand how processes take place. So, yeah, I probably have quite a lot, maybe six, eight, ten different projects that I think I would like to have accomplished, but haven't yet. I say yet because I, I feel that now because I've learned and I'm understanding more, who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to champion some of these causes? We're starting to get some of these different items. We're starting to achieve some of these different goals. And again, I think that's what this next year is going to be so exciting about is that we're going to be helping make some fundamental changes on how faculty are going to receive information, how they're going to provide professional development for themselves through our assistance, and then how ultimately is the student experience going to get much better? You know, we were we work with online faculty. We don't work with them face-to-face. So in that sense, our job hasn't changed much due to the coronavirus, other than the fact that we are at home now. So it does make it a little bit more tough for newer individuals to kind of learn that you know, that culture when everything is completely different right now. Nothing is the same. Everybody's kind of learning how to deal with this all together. So 
obviously our goals, some of the goals we didn't meet, and some of the goals aren't even relevant anymore. Other things have taken precedent. Well, no, but the, you know, one of the first things I did when I got here was, you know, I did an evaluation of what the unit is doing. And then we sat down, we made a strategic plan. And part of that plan, I actually, you know, had us working with the residential campuses 18 months to two years out. And now that has moved forward to six months. Uh, you know, we've been working with them and getting things, collaborating on projects seeing future projects that we're going to be able to do together. So if anything, COVID-19 has helped us speed up some of our things. But on the flip side, I agree that I, I guess I'm an old-fashioned person. I like to meet face-to-face. I like to talk to people. There's the socialization that takes place that's more than just what happens in a meeting. And I and I feel we're missing some of that right now. It was very interesting being in a meeting earlier yesterday where half the people, we would have walked by their desk and not only would we have had the conversation of, uh, that we needed an answer to, but we would have known how their day was. Or uh, they would have talked about a, a television show or a movie they went to go see and to continue to build that, that relationship. So as much as I've enjoyed the rolling out of bed, turning on the computer and, and working at home, eventually I, I like to get back to the office where we can do, I, I feel more, we can do more interaction. And I think some of the projects that we're going to look at and some of the projects that we want to do will be easier. I mean, we can have Zoom meetings, no problem. We've been able to prove that for months now, but sometimes that face-to-face together in a conference room, uh, it just changes it a little bit. And um, I, I hope to get there, get back to that soon. Oh, me too, for sure. But then I also think that this is a very unique window that we have into what our faculty members are experiencing and what our students are experiencing with like a completely online education because they don't, you know, they don't walk through the doors of a physical classroom and they don't talk to their peers around them. And, you know, they're not able to speak face to face with the teachers. So I feel like this has put me in a position to really experience the kinds of struggles that come with online education and given me an opportunity to really think about the best ways to overcome those gaps. So again, you know, just trying to paint the bright side of all of this and working from home, I do think that all of us are going to have a better appreciation for what are the struggles that our students go through, the faculty members go through, and sometimes that disconnect that they feel. And us as a team can really, really work to overcome that and do our best to make it a personalized learning experience with the tools that Embry-Riddle has given us. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. I think Again, when we look at the bright side, I think one of the best things that happened is that as as you as a faculty quality manager, you know, you just said it. You're you're now in the same shoes as some of our faculty or our students who are working from home, taking classes from home, and the challenges that you have come across just trying to do your daily job. It makes it more important when you do reach out for faculty during the during our observations or during any type of check with the faculty, there's a there's another level of connection. And I think our faculty are, are appreciating that. And I think our residential faculty who are teaching our courses right now really appreciate the one-on-one conversations that our team is having with our faculty and making sure that they realize they're not alone. They, they may be alone in their office or their home doing it, but they're not alone. 
we're here to help. We're here to support. And, and I think that's a great message that's going to continue to resonate after all of this. Along those same lines, and from a coaching perspective, since that that's what we're best at, what would you say is important for our instructors to know as we move forward in this time of teaching and educating during the coronavirus? Like, My one tip is to, I, I'll use the cliche of thinking outside the box. There are so many unique things out there. There are so many different websites. There's so much open educational resource material out there that could easily be adapted to a math class, a science class, an engineering class, and some of these activities, which may seem, for lack of a better term, elementary, really have some impact and really do help nail down specific concepts or ideas. And as silly as some of the stuff may look or seem, it actually does help. I spent some years in special education, and it's always interesting that a lot of the tools and a lot of things that we would use in special ed are now becoming normal mainstream ideas because, again, different people learn different ways. And the way that we can teach our faculty to engage our students will be very, well, one, the student's going to get more out of it, which is what we want them to do. We want them to, you know, I don't want to watch this lecture, do this assignment, write this paper, take this quiz, and I've checked the box and I'm done. We want our, our faculty come with years of experience in the field that these people want to be in, which is a little bit more unique than what I saw at, at University of Oklahoma or at University of Florida was Ambry Riddle, we do such a great job of let's get that 30-year pilot. Let's get them to teach some aviation courses. Let's get that engineer who's still working for Boeing and have them teach some of our classes so that these students get real world experience. So my, my you know, to go back and answer your question, people right now, as long as we're going to be in this COVID environment, and even after that, if you're still teaching for worldwide, there are so many different things out there. Now, I'm going to do a shameless plug. Go to uh, the RCTLE website that we have because there's so much material there. And we're going to be adding more and we're going to be offering more seminars and webinars that you're going to be able to go, wow, I didn't think I could do that with a discussion. Or I didn't realize that this tool exists. I could build X, Y, and Z. And I can add that to my announcement, or I can add that to my discussion, or I can talk to the subject matter expert and say, hey, I spent 20 minutes and built this neat little quiz that reinforces some type of quantum mechanics. Great. It was simple. Here's images. Here's a video. Here's a whatever. You know, we want to get our faculty, and this is something that's coming straight from the chancellor and the dean. We want you to start getting creative. The notion of for the past 10 years was faculty members, you can't touch the class. You just come in and you teach. I'm here to tell you that's going away. The chancellor and the deans, they want our faculty to figure out new ways to engage their students. How can we make the students feel a part of Embry-Riddle, not just an online class? And I, I'm excited about that because there is so much. I, I have so many items bookmarked on my on my computer of simple little things that, you know, 11 little plugins that can go into PowerPoint. So when you're making your PowerPoint presentation or you want to build something to talk to your students about, 
did you know that there was, you know, there's this ability and there's this ability or there's a plugin that lets you put some more video in or lets them interact in a different way. These are some things that we need to know. Research is out there. There's a lot of research studies done that students, even though they're in an asynchronous course, they want interaction. That's why we are using Zoom now at Embry-Riddle so faculties can interact with the students. That's why we're looking at scenario-based learning. That's why we're looking at other tools to enhance our classes so that, yes, you can still be in an asynchronous environment, but you are still getting the interaction that you need and that people want, especially the post-millennial, post-generation Z or X, or I, I, I get confused on where we're at these days. But, you know, there's so much out there that we can do and, and help our faculty. That's a great point. Now more than ever, there is a desire for this connection now that everybody's been shut up into their houses and realized that having human connection is actually very healthy for our brains. But it's also super important because we're also going, as a country, going through slight economic hardship. So it's super important, I think, that we put our best foot forward for our students, show them what we're made of, show them what's available here, the expertise that's available here. And that even though we as a nation are going through a really hard time and education is still worth it. And on top of that, an education at Embry-Riddle is still the best online education. So I think that is a wonderful point to make to instructors is that even though sometimes it does feel isolating teaching in an online environment, we have so many resources to overcome that gap. And I think a really good part or a good place to start is our website another shameless plug, which is rctle.erau.edu. And I do want you to speak a little bit more to the website. That is, was a huge undertaking. And, you know, what are the benefits of having a public-facing website for our instructors rather than keeping it into a confined Canvas course the way that it used to be? When I accepted the position, I, you know, I always think of back to our title, you know, Center for Teaching and Learning Excellence. So if we're supposed to be that center, then we need to have information available at any time to anyone to help them, help our faculty, to help even other faculty who are not even part of Amber Riddle get a better experience so that they can be better faculty members so students can be, get a better experience. So by pushing, by having this public-facing website, one, it's an easy on-demand. You know, we, as you know, we have faculty members in Asia. We have faculty members in Europe. We have faculty members in the United States. We have faculty members in Brazil. So that's a lot of different time zones. That's a lot of different hemispheres. And so, you know, we want to be able to make it easy that if I'm a professor who is teaching in Germany at 2 a.m. local time, I should be able to go somewhere, find my information, bring it up, or at least point me in other directions easily. And if I have any questions, you know, we have a great system where you're able to ask a lot of, oh, I need help on this or I need assistance on that, and we're able to respond uh, fairly quickly. That to me is is, is important. Is, is the information needs to be easily accessible and easily available. Like these podcasts, you know, it's amazing that, you know, when we go back and we take a look at the um, analytics of our website, these podcasts are one of the big hits of our analytics, which is great. That means that our, not only are our faculty coming back and listening to our conversations, 
But I bet there are other people who are curious about Ambry Riddle who happen to find our website, who like to, you know, listen to what other educators are doing and were successful. The inspiration, I think, for this website actually comes from uh, working with Canvas Instructure, which is, you know, the company that makes Canvas. They have this wonderful Canvas community and so many people interact in this community and they share and they, they want to help other people. And I kind of felt that that's something that we could do with our site. So not only are we helping our worldwide faculty, but because, again, of the coronavirus and how we're helping residential, we have a wonderful working relationship with the residential campuses now. And the my counterpart at the Arizona campus, she's already linking her equipment or her site to our site so that we know that if she can't answer something, they're able to come to us. We're able to provide more support. And that's what we want. We want to be able to help people at any time of the day, any time of the night. That's what makes our self-paced workshops, I think, exciting. I think that's what made our face-to-face seminar that we had very successful. We had 60 people around the world watching this seminar. It was a great topic. I can't wait to do our next one. And I think that we're going to see, again, more people interested in uh, information. And, and I think our website is that, is that focal point. You know, we have our newsletter information there. We have trainings. We have technical information. I mean, we have so much good stuff on that site that keeps growing and growing. And the cool thing about the website for me is that it is searchable. You can type in keywords if you're looking for certain resources and they're going to pop up as like a regular search page would. And Canvas, we didn't have that capability. So it is a lot more user-friendly and a little bit more streamlined, I think. And, you know, we have a, or more of an opportunity to add more of those resources and really build that out. So I think that is really cool and really, really helpful, you know, feature that you have implemented. Is there anything else you would like to mention? Anything else you would like to promote? Well, I just want to say thank you. And I think that anybody listening to to this podcast, we are here to help. We're here to provide assistance. If we can't help you, we're going to find the people who can help you. Our resources are, are readily available. Give us an opportunity to help. You know, if you've got some interesting ideas of how to teach or teach something online, but you're not quite sure how to start, reach out to us. We've got such a great talent of people that if we can't figure it out, we know people who can. And, you know, this is a, this is an opportunity and resources that are available to people, just get people to start using it. So I'm, I'm very proud of the work that all of my team does, all of everything that they do. I'm very excited to be part of Worldwide. I'm very excited to be part of Ambry Riddle. And I think we can continue to make Ambry Riddle University the best online education in the country. And then it starts with you. It starts with you, faculty. It starts with students. It starts with everybody working together and, and having that common goal of making sure that that student has the best experience they have. And I think we're all behind it. I speak for the entire team when I say we are super excited that you're here. I know it's, you know, a year late, but, you know, we love you and we're super excited you're here. I'm very encouraged by your vision and where you want to take us within Embry-Riddle. Thank you for being here with us today. 
that's all we have for today, and thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you have any questions or even suggestions for topics you'd like to hear in the future, feel free to leave a comment below or send an email to rctle at erau.edu.